0: You're listening to The Harvest Podcast, a podcast to help you discover purpose, passion, and potential. Join us each month for new episodes to help you discover what God is planting in a simple everyday person's life. Now, here's your host. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Harvest Podcast. And hey, today we have a special conversation with you. Chris is in the house today. We love Chris. We're so excited. He is here with us. Chris. Once again, how are you, man?
1: Doing good, man. Just enjoying life, enjoying the weather. Hey, I encourage you guys. Hey, we believe in God. We believe in healing. But me and Isaac was just talking about it earlier. Wear your mask because we are ready to get past this season of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I miss hanging out with my youth kids. They put a shut to that, and it's like, I don't know. It's just tearing me apart. It's hard going from a youth pastor spending a lot of time with kids to just being told like, hey, you're not having youth ministry no more. And so (laughs) I'm super ready. I'm ready for the day that we can safely connect back with our kids. And today's episode really hits on one of those questions that I've been asked a lot by parents. And so I simply want to dive into the question, what do I do when my kid says I give up? Which... For I, I know I don't know about you, but for me in youth ministry, I hear it so much. It's it's just kind of thrown out there. And so I'll take it first from a kind of a student's perspective of giving up and then I'll let you kind of hit on the pastor parent side of the story if that sounds good with you. Yeah. All right. So one of the biggest things I've heard preaching sermons, spending time in small groups, is somebody who says, you know, life's too hard, school's too hard, and I simply want to give up. And And so I have a couple things that I just want to say to encourage you. If you are a student who wants to give up and there's really just two things and it's repent and return. And I think this is super good in a season. I know for me, it's been, there's been a lot of struggles the past year or so in my life where I've just wanted to kind of give up on ministry, walk away from ministry. And then God just invites me back to repenting. For those of you who don't know what repent means, it simply means to turn around and go back the same direction the direction you were going before so it's like a 180 turn to go back the other way and the returning is returning simply to the father's heart and one of the stories i love in scripture about this is the story of the prodigal son yeah. he got his share he took it off he went and blew it spent on a bunch of land a bunch of nonsense and then realized quickly i made a mistake so he repented and he returned and the father had his arms wide open for him I just love that story because I really feel it answers that question. What do I do when I want to give up? You simply repent and you return. You have to say, I'm not enough. I can't do this on my own. And you have to return to the one who can do it. So if you're a student, you're struggling, you're listening to this, you're not sure why you're listening to it because of all the hurt you're feeling, just simply find a place that you can pray and just keep praying until you find an answer because it's at the heart of God's love that we find the answer to any of life's questions. So Chris, I'm going to ask you this as a pastor, when you feel a parent wanting to give up or a parent feeling bad because their children are starting to go off the deep end, yeah. what's a piece of advice you want to give to them?
1: Oh, gr- man, you know, I dealt with so many parents, you know, they always call me and my wife. for. Well, They'll text us and say, like, hey, like, our our teenager is doing pretty bad right now. Can you please talk to them? And and a lot of times they they want us to talk to them because they feel like they can't get um, towards their their child anymore. And that's understandable because, you know, many times I had I just I look back at my life when I was being disobedient to my mom and I was just rebellious as a teenager. Um, My mom knew that she couldn't do too much with me after that but she knew somebody yeah. me. because there's a lot of things I didn't tell my mom growing up, but there was a lot of things I told my mentor growing up. And mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, what I, what I would tell a parent, um, if you feel like giving up on your child in this season, if you feel like your child is just too rebellious and they're going off the radar, uh, whether they're on drugs, whether they're, they're flunking school, or whether they're, you know, doing anything that's not the, of the will of God. All I can tell you is to pray and pray. Because what prayer does, you know, a lot of us, we, we overlook prayer, you know, every time. I used to hate it when, you know, I used to hate it when I used to have friends. I used to go through things in life. and I, I would tell my friends when I'm going through, they'd be like, you should just pray. You should just pray. And I got tired of yeah. it. In reality. You know, the reason why people tell us to pray, the reason why pastors tell us to pray is because, like, prayer is a simple conversation to God. Prayer is not just this huge request, but it's a conversation to God because of, I know last week we talked about conversations, but, you know, a conversation with my mom isn't going to always help, but a conversation yeah. with God will deliver me out of my struggle. So parents, pray because you can talk to your friends about your kids, you can talk to you know, a counselor about your kid. You can even talk to a pastor about your kid. But until you talk to God, until you give God that burden, until you give God that struggle, he is the only one that can change your child's life. Nobody else, they get impact, but God does the ultimate transformation through that. So,
0: For sure. And my mom and I went through something very similar. Um, if you're new to the channel, this is the first time you're here. I'll tell you a little bit. I was abused as a kid. And my mom blamed herself for that when I started struggling with that, that she didn't do enough. And so my piece of advice for parents is don't blame yourself.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: Because that tends to be the first thing we want to do as parents is say, I'm not enough because I kind of protect my child. Yeah. But you won't forever be able to protect that child. And I like the idea of pray. I'm the same way. Sometimes when people just say pray, I'm just like, you know what, shut up. Like, how much do you actually pray? Um, Because we just throw that out there. Or we say we're going to pray for somebody that is like, do you really pray for them? Yeah. You have to be intentional about it, though. And maybe you don't know what to say to your kid right now. And maybe that's what your prayer needs to be. It's God, what should I say? What should I do right now in this moment? And then the last thing is just simply love them. Like, don't stop loving them. Because chances are you probably went through Anybody any parent listening to this probably went through something similar with their parents where they rebelled and their parents simply just had grace for them. Have grace for your child because in this moment that's what they're actually searching for is somebody to just love them and care for them and yeah, want to hear them speak. Maybe it's not that you need to say anything, but that really got just telling you, Hey, you just need to sit back and listen. And so, man, I could just keep going. <laughs> There's something I said like three things. I was only gonna say three things and said like five. But There's so many things, parents, Um, but I think the biggest is pray and then listen. Because I mean, I know as a young person, when my mom goes into mom mode and just, you know, tries to talk to me, it's just kind of like nonsense in my head. It's like in one ear, out the next. And because it's not what I'm looking for. Most of the time, I'm just looking for someone who is willing to sit there and just listen. And so from a pastor's perspective what would you say about somebody giving up?
1: The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3, you know, it talks about seasons. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. is a scripture that really got me um, going, not before I was even a youth pastor, before I was even a pastor. Um, it, was, it just starts off, it says, it says, for, every, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, and a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, and a time to love, and a time to hate, and a time for war, and a time for peace. And in this life, we're just in this season. It's very chaotic. Um, You know, so much is going on. And I guarantee you, there's a huge percentage of people that feel like quitting, but I just want to encourage you out of all these things. There's a time for everything. I just want to encourage you out of all those things. God never said there was a time to quit. He never said there was a time of of time to quit. And what the Holy spirit revealed to me in one of those seasons of my life, when I felt like quitting was he, he told me that, that God can use a failure, but he can't use a quitter god can use a failure but he can't use a quitter because there's so many people in the bible that fail but they never quit you know david for example king david david was a shepherd's boy he was a giant slayer he was a king but he messed around and he slept with this woman named bathsheba and she ended up getting and he ended up getting her pregnant and their son end up dying and you know, he's in the toughest season of his life, but he just kept pressing and he kept worshiping God. You know, I can think about Paul and I can think about Peter being in prison chained up to the guards, being beaten just for preaching the gospel, but yet they did not quit. You know, they failed at many things, but they didn't quit. And I can just think about so many people in the Bible, even Samson, you know, you think about Samson, Samson was this strong man, but he fell into temptation. He fell with the lust of his eyes, but God gave him a second chance. And I I just want to encourage somebody, don't quit. You know, in this season that we're all in, do not quit, because I guarantee you there's fruit on the other side. And the roots that you have on the inside of you, they have to be strengthened. And yeah. the only way the roots can be strengthened is, is in prayer and is in reading mm. the word knowing who God is for yourself. And it helped me out so much, man. It really did, because I realized that no matter what season I go through, God is in that season. You're not alone in this season. You're not by yourself in this season. Nobody's Even if people forsaken you, even people left you, God is still there, and he's still holding your hand in every season of your life. So I just want to encourage you, don't quit do not quit because we, all, we are all running this race and we all have os- obstacles in front of us and we all have trials in front of us, but trials are not meant to you know, kill you. Trials are not meant to destroy you, but they're meant to build you up and they're meant to help you be better than where you were yesterday. Yeah, ooh, I love this.
0: One of my favorite things that you said was about, was about David. And one of the things I love about that story is at the end of the story, David is still called a man of God's own heart, which I think goes with this perfectly. Many a times yeah. we want to quit because of the statement. I'm not enough. Yeah. And David could have used that statement. Right. And I mean, he probably did. And it's just not recorded. He probably did say like, why do you want me? I know yeah. when I give my life to Christ, there was so much mess that I, I even said that like, God, why me? And, and God simply, he used that same statement. He goes, you know, I don't need somebody who has life together. I just need somebody who's willing to go where I I need it to. And it brought me to that the same message where David was. I made a mistake. I had a drug addiction. I was partying. But God simply was like, I want you. And, And so I love what you said. I think there was a lot of great things in that. And maybe right now as you're in a season of struggle, maybe God's just telling you not to do anything. Maybe this is supposed to be a season of rest for you. I know I started my own organization in 2018. By 2019, I was burned out. And I, I felt so worthless. I felt so much pain. And there came a time where God said, hey, this is supposed to be a season of preparation. Like, you did well in this season. And I've been trying to tell you to stop and take a break, but you try to keep going. And one of the, the comments that I've been praying over the past couple of weeks is stride over strife. And uh, maybe this is what you need to hear. Maybe you're a runner and you're just trying to get to the finish line. You see what God wants you to do, or maybe you know how to get out of the struggle, but God's trying to tell you, we got to walk in purpose yeah. and we got to, and if we don't walk through the hardship, we're not going to grow because yeah. many times we just all want to run through it. But when we run through it, we miss everything that's going on around us and we don't see what God's trying to do. And so wherever you're at, wherever you're struggling, just take a a moment to just stop and just experience what God wants to do for you. I I don't like to tell people. So one of the things I do is when I spend my time in devotion, I don't ever say prayer. I start start my conversations with God just like I would any other person. Hey, just because for me, I got so consumed around this thought of prayer, and I made it so difficult and really it's the easiest thing but we all make it so hard and so I was like when I came to the conclusion like hey this is just like me texting a friend or calling a friend like hey do you know you can text God on your phone like hey just simply type in your notes say hey God and let him speak to you and then just keep replying to that conversation and I made it so difficult until the moment I found myself on my knees saying God I really need you and he said I was right here the whole time Yeah. and I think that's what any of us have to take for this is in this season, never lose sight of God Yeah. because in the moments when you feel alone is the moment he's staying right in front of you, but we're so blinded. We don't even see him. Yeah. So there's so much you could be taking notes out of this. And I think this is one of the hardest questions I've been given doing ministry just because we, the answer is simple. Yeah. It's hard in reality. And so, Whoever you are, you're not in this fight alone. Um, we always say this at every episode. If you ever need somebody to talk to, you can reach out to us on our social media platforms or you can leave a comment and we'll reach out to you. Um, we love this podcast. I know for me, it's birthed a lot of questions. People have texted me or people have commented about how you know God's used what he's put in us to speak to people how it's helped help their life and I, I truly feel even though this was a short episode that is something that God really placed on our hearts to say this is the direction we need to go and I think there's been a lot of good things come out of it especially the repent and return I think that is super big in this moment that it's time for all of us to come back to the heart of God because there's so much separation right now that has torn us apart and it's time for us to kind of start piecing those back together. So take some time today. Just pray to God, ask for his guidance, ask for his wisdom, just allow him to work in your life. Is there anything else you want to add, Chris?
1: Man, I just want to encourage you. If you're a pastor, if you're a leader, uh, this is a tough time for all of us. And I really feel the Holy Spirit telling me that, you know, if you keep going, you will win. You know, I used to play basketball and man, every after every practice, our coach made us run suicides and like Mm. you you run until he feels like it's time for us. It's time for you to go. You run until he feels like, okay, they're done. They're out of it, man. On that fifth suicide, we would get so tired. We'll be so, you know, gassed out. And I can remember our coach telling us, your mind is tired, but your body is not tired because your mind will always tell you quit. But your body will always have the feeling to keep going. And I just want to encourage you. Don't let the enemy tell you to quit in this season. Don't let the enemy get in your ear and tell you that, you know, church will never be the same again. Don't let the enemy tell you that people will never come to your church again again. I, I guarantee this, no matter what we're going through in this season, we, I believe that God has his hand over us. I believe God is doing the thing behind the scenes and he's coming up with a bigger surprise because, you know, this world is full of surprises. You know, life is full of surprises, but guess what? God is e- even fuller of more surprises, surprises that we can yeah. hang on to, great surprises. So if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, man, don't give up. There is a reward on the other side.
0: Oh, for sure. Amen. And I definitely, that's where I want to leave this today. But whoever you are, we're praying for you. We're praying over this podcast that God will continue to put words that are from him, not for us. And whoever you are, just always remember that everything God's playing in your life has a purpose. And we'll catch up with you next time. Amen.